ourselves to you, Father God, and we thank you for the word, the seed that shall come forth in Jesus' name. I pray for each person that's sitting here this morning and that will hear this over the airway. I'm asking you, God, that their lives will be ministered to, that you, Father God, will touch each one. And if they're not ready to see you, Father God, that after this sermon or during this sermon this morning, Father, they will make themselves ready. They do not know you, Jesus, as their Lord and Savior. Your word says we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. It's so very simple. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died for your sins and he rose from the dead. So we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Okay, let's uh, start with the nugget this morning. Okay, pay close attention to this nugget. Procrastination. Procrastination damages a person's destiny. Procrastination damages a person's destiny more than all the enemies combined, or their enemies combined. One more time. Procrastination damages a person's destiny more than all their enemies combined. Um, you'll understand the value of this nugget as uh, we go into this morning's service. Let's see here. Okay. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that each and every one of our eyes will be open, Father God. And, Father God, that you will give to each and every one of us a revelation, Father God, of what we need to do, where we are, and, Father God, that we can make steps, Father God, to correct it or go forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Recently, uh, I spotted something on the, the floor, living room floor of our house. And uh, I picked it up and wondered, what is this thing? Um, it's a strange-looking object. I examined it, and all, all, all it has uh, Levi's teeth marks all through it. Okay. Um, I finally recognized what it's to and what it's for, and I replaced it, but I brought it here to show you what I got. Uh, life is just like that. Before we can really know what we ought to do with life, we need, know, we need to know what it is and what purpose it has. Okay? Um, a lot of people never discover what their life is for. Um, here are a couple of definitions of life that the world has put forth. Life is a bowl of cherries until you fall into the pits. Life is a bed of roses until you discover thorns. Uh, and Shakespeare's Macbeth said, life is but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets 
his hour upon the stage. We're talking about life. Our life on earth is a pilgrimage, the word says. It has a beginning and it has an end. And we need to know where we will end up at the end. Life is not meaningless. Uh, it's not meandering, going here and there with no particular purpose. Uh, many people find it very, life very complicated, and it leads to an ar array of different directions. You know, we'd say, well, I can go this way, I can go that way. But a lot of those uh, uh, directions are very foolish, lead to very foolish things, okay? Life is brief, according to the word. So let's go to the book of James, chapter 4. Fourteen. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. What is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanishes away from the amplifier, yet you do not know the very least thing about what may happen tomorrow. What is the nature of your life? Are you really but a wisp of vapor, a puff of smoke, a mist that is visible for a little while and then disappears into thin air? Uh, last night I was uh, cooking the boys' food. We boiled their, their chicken. And when you boil or something's boiling, like a teapot, when it gets hot, you see the, what you call the vapor come out, but it goes up so far and then it goes, it's gone, it's poof, you know. So that's what life says. The Bible's telling life is just a poof, and it's over, okay. Uh, let's go to Psalms 103 now, Psalms 103. We're just going to look at a couple of scriptures that talk about life. That's Psalms 103. Just chime in when you need, you need to. Okay, that's Psalms 103. Looking at verse 15 and 16. For as man, this, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so it flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it's gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. Uh, from the Amplified, we will read it uh, from verse 5. For as man, his days are, are, are as grass, as a flower of the field, so it flourishes. And, you know, they look, a field looks beautiful, flowers, you know. I mean, right now, the, the hills are all green because of the rain, you know, and it looks absolutely gorgeous, but in a little while... When summer comes, around here it gets pretty brown. It's gone, you know. Um, and then verse 16, For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place shall be known it no more. So even the grass and the beautiful things, it's gone. Our life is beautiful, but it can be gone. It's not going to last forever. Hello. Oh, since we're in that area, back up. Lasts forever on this earth. Yeah. <laughs> Let's back up to the book of Job. 
And look at this. In the book of Job. That's Job chapter 14. We will go to verse 2. That's Job 14, 2. He cometh forth like a flower. There's, there's that flower. And is cut down. Oh! Well, we just found out that, that, you know. He flees also like a shadow and continues not. How brief is your shadow? You know, right now, I mean, there's, there's some sun out there now this morning. You could stand out there and you may have a long shadow. <laughs> then at noontime, you don't have a shadow because it's right overhead, so your shadow's gone. And then it comes back, you know, and then at night it's completely gone. So our life is like a shadow. It's gone. Are you getting my drift so far? Okay. Okay. If you're looking for a title, one life. One life. In light of eternity, our lifespan is short and will soon pass. We only have one life to live and it's over. So we better make it count. Because you only have one chance with it. Very few people get a second chance. Some people have died on, a t on the operating table and they see either the body go up or down, whatever it is, and, you know, uh, and they come back, and they are vibrant when they come back. Boy, and, if, especially if they start going down, they, they say they're out there, and they're saying, look at you. There is life after death. I started to go the wrong way, and, and somehow somebody was praying for me, and I was pulled out, and I've got to tell I've got to tell, tell you that you need to get your life, or I have to get my life straight, they say. And I found out, and they become zealous for the afterlife. But they want to tell people, you can have that afterlife. Amen? Um, but unfortunately, many people today uh, try to live like there's no absolutes that govern their experience. Uh, they say truth is relative, you know, it, it, you know, what you think, you know, that, that type of thing. Relative, re relativism may seem like a wonderful philosophy, <laughs> but life without absolutes is meaningless. You gotta have these absolutes, you gotta know, okay? What man, whatever man professes, God's truth will always prevail. So we need to look to, to the word of God to find out what things are going on. Uh, let's go, now go to the book of John. Um, and we will go to the eighth chapter of John. That's John chapter eight. And we'll get into some nitty gritty things now. John chapter eight. Jesus is speaking in verse 32. He says, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What verse is that? That's John 8, 32. Thank you. you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, or set you free. Uh, Jesus did not say, You will know a truth. He said, You will know the truth. 
Jesus again, he did not say, you will know your truth. He said, you will know the truth. Read the next one. Oh, okay. Uh, he said, you shall know the truth. In verse 33 it says, they answered him, we, are, we be Abraham's seed, and we were not, never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou that they may be free? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I said unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. Whoa. If the son therefore makes you free, ye shall be free indeed. Amen. Hallelujah. So we want, we want to be of the, the house that God, you want to be in God's house, in other words. Amen. Okay. John chapter 14 this time. Let's go to John chapter 14. We know there has to be a truth. John 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the, the truth, and life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So Jesus is the way, and no one comes to the Father, and the Father's in heaven. We need to get to heaven. Amen. Glory to God. Okay. Let's back up to the book of Mark at this point. And you want to find uh, that 3M section? That'll be Mark chapter 8. It's Mark chapter 8. Again, Jesus speaking. Looking at verse 36. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Looking at choices, you have to make a decision that will impact your destiny. We're looking at destiny, our life's destiny. Okay, How can you lose your soul? You, we lose our soul by rejecting Jesus or simply neglecting him. A lot of people neglect him. They know about him, but they neglect him. I believe that there are more souls are lost simply through the word procrastination okay. by putting it off than outright denial. I don't believe that. You know where they're going. Somebody says, well, I believe it, but I have time on Not my already. hands. That's procrastination. We can't, today we, we are living in an age you can't have procrastination uh, for your spiritual life. You can't put that off. You don't know when the clock will stop or time will stop for you. Living thoughtlessly outside of God's will is foolishness in this day and age. Some, don't, some people don't even think about their souls until it, they come to the end of, the end of their lives. Now, let me give you a, a few uh, uh, people that uh, some boy, uh, uh, names you will uh, recall, others you won't. An individual called Marbius, he said, give me, uh, 
Londen, what's it, Londen? Longevity. No, uh, the drug. Laundrum. Oh, Laundrum. Laundrum, okay. Uh, that's a painkiller. He says, give me that drug that I might not think of eternity. I'm not one of thinking about it. Okay. Years ago. Uh, Voltaire. We've heard, heard of Voltaire. He was a, a caustic unbeliever. He just you know, rant, raved, shouted, screamed, scorned, you know. Uh, if you look at Psalms uh, 1, 2, and 3, he was in a, in a number three spot. He was seated and scornful. He said, I, this is his last words, I am abandoned by God and man. I'm going to hell. Wow. Here's a name that you, another name that you might uh, recall. William Randolph Hearst. Big newspaper person. Death is not to be discussed in my presence. He didn't want to talk about it. No such thing as death. He forbid the discussion, but he could not forbid the reality of it. Okay. Uh, an individual uh, during the French Revolution, it's uh, Talleyrand. He said, I'm suffering at the end of his age. I'm suffering the pains of the damned. Edward Gibeon, the author uh, and of the book, The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, said, all is now lost, irrecoverable lost. All is dark and, doubt and doubtful. These individuals, um, I remember when uh, I was going to catechism and the our minister said you know he he knew of a, a lady that was you know uh, she didn't want to believe in the God or anything else and, and one of the relatives asked him to go up there and uh, he tried to you know you know you, you can be saved and all that type of stuff she said no I smelled I smelled the brim, brimstone and sulfur and I, I'm going to hell I'm going to hell you get a mindset, mm -hmm. you lock into it, and you're gone. That's why procrastination is terrible when it comes to receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't know when your time will come. Okay? On the other hand, let me, let me tell you about some believers that when they were on their deathbed. Uh, David Brainer, uh, Briner, or Bernard or something. He was a missionary. He says, I'm going into eternity. And it's sweet to me to think of eternity. Man, this is good stuff. I'm, I'm headed there. Amen. Uh, William Pitt, who was a, a statesman. I throw, me, I throw myself on the mercy of God through the merits of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The only way I'm going to get there is through the merits of Jesus Christ. Okay. Dwight D.L. Moody, uh, who was an evangelist. Earth is receding, and heaven is opening up, and this is my coronation day. Amen. That's the way you want to go. Those last three that we talked about, that's the way you want to go. You don't want to be fearful, Amen. okay? So life is serious. Life is very serious. Uh, still, many people do not have the idea why they are on earth. Uh, they live just for the pleasures of today. Don't think about tomorrow. 
Tomorrow never comes. I'm having a good time. Don't, don't bother me. Um, many people spend more time preparing for their two-week vacation than for their eternity. Wow. I mean, you know, we got to have this. You got, you get, you, you got your plans for your vacation. You know, you get these packs. You got to have the money here. You got to have the passport. Da 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 da. And uh, they think more about the, you know, vacation time than, well, what are you going to do for 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 your eternity? Oh, I've got time. You know, I'm just you know, I, all all of those that have gone soul witnessing, soul witnessing, uh, have heard that. Oh, you know, I. I, I, somebody give them one of their excuses. Yell, yell it out. I don't need that now. Yeah, okay, I don't need that. Anybody else have something that they say when you're witnessing? I don't have time right now. Yet time is the element that's working against them. Thank you, John. I have too much fun to, have, to do. I'll do that when I'm older. Yeah. What does God expect since God is the one who gave you the gift of life? He's the one who can answer the question. Let's go to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 6. Looking at verse... 13. That's Romans 6, 13. We're going to read this from the Amplified. Do not continue offering or yielding your bodily members and faculties to sins as instruments of tools of wickedness, but offer and yield yourselves to God as though you have been raised from the dead to perpetuate life and your bodily members and faculties to God, presenting them as implements of righteousness. In other words, get yourself together for the Lord. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3. Let's go all the way back to the Old Testament. Book of Proverbs chapter 3. Oops, passed it. That's Proverbs chapter 3. So, wow. In Proverbs chapter 3, looking at verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thy own understanding. In other words, put away procrastination and your reasoning about life hereafter. Deal with it now. Amen. Amen. Um, live your life in commitment to God and His kingdom. Where you can say, for me, for me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. That's what Paul said. We need to have that Almost, that should be our motto. Fools, I know we're not supposed to call anybody fools, but fools try to run their own lives. Since you were in Proverbs, go to Proverbs 27. Proverbs 27, verse 1, Proverbs 27, 1. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what day a day may bring. Uh, from the Amplified, do not boast of yourself and tomorrow, for you do not know what day, a, what a day may bring forth. Wow. We don't know what's going to come forth. 
in a day. Hello. Let's look at some uh, a word. Let's go to the book of Acts now. That's the book of Acts, and you want to find the 26th chapter of Acts. That's Acts chapter 26. We want to go to the 28th verse. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Yeah. From the Amplified. Then Agrippa said to Paul, You think it is a small task to make a Christian of me just offhand and introduce me to so, uh, with so little ado and persuasion at, at a very short notice. You know, um, where was that? That's Acts chapter 26, verse 28. You almost persuaded me to be a Christian. Those words, those words are echoing in a lost eternity. You almost persuaded me. Well, wow. In the Amplified. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you think it a small task to make a Christian of me? Just offhand to induce me with little ado and persuasion at very short notice? <laughs> Procrastination. I'll it's, do it later. Uh, see me after the ball game. But you notice as you go on, and Paul replied, whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also all who are listening to me today might become such as I am, except for these chains. Then the king arose, and the governor, and Bernice, and all those who were seated with him. And after they had gone out, they said to one another, this man is doing nothing deserving of death or even imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, this man could have been set at liberty if he had not appealed to Caesar. When you look at this, God wanted to give this gentleman a chance to receive Jesus. Paul could have been set free. But no, he chose to be obedient and do what God told him to do. That's Se amazing when you think of it. Second Corinthians at this time, chapter six. At Second Corinthians, chapter six. We're going to look at verse two. For he said, I have heard of thee in thy time accepted, and in the day of thy salvation I secured thee or aided thee. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. It's no time to put it off. There's, that's procrastination. If you remember what, what the uh, nugget was. Let's look at it or read it again. Pro procrastination damages a person's destiny. 
people not, re want, not wanting to receive, I can do it later. Call, call me tomorrow. Or, you know, let's talk about it next week, but you know, I'm too busy. You don't know what your tomorrow is going to bring. Okay. And uh, let's uh, move back to, uh, still in the uh, New Testament, back to the Gospels. And you want to find the uh, Gospel of Mar uh, Mark. Mark chapter 16, beginning with verse 15. And he said unto them, Jesus speaking, Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth, shall not, uh, believeth not shall be damned. From the Amplified. And he said unto them, Go into all the world and preach and publish openly the good news of the gospel to every creature, the whole human race. He who believes, who adheres and trusts in and relies on the gospel and him whom it sets forth and is baptized will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. But he who does not believe, who does not adhere and trust in and rely upon the gospel of him, Jesus, whom he sets forth will be condemned. Wow! Receive. You have one life. Receive or be condemned. Let's go now to the book of uh, Hebrews. Let's see what the non-believer is going to be facing. That's the book Aren't you of glad you're all born again out here? Hebrews chapter 9. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrew. In Hebrews chapter 9. Mm. This goes for all of us. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 9, looking at verse 27. And, and it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this judgment. So... Except for the, I'll, I'll put it this way, except for the Enoch generation. The, the Enoch generation is the one that's going to be raptured out. But, but everybody else is going to die. If the Lord tarries 100 years from now, they'll find your tombstone. <laughs> that's true. Okay? And I hope it says something good on it. <laughs> okay, looking again. From the Empire, and just as it is appointed for all men to die once, and after that the certain judgment. There's a judgment after we, we pass from, from this or leave this body, when we leave this body. Now, let's go now return to the book of Matthew chapter 30, uh, 23. That's Matthew 23. We are going to skip along in the New Testament quite a bit here. That's Matthew chapter 23. I'm skipping along. Huh? Matthew 23. Look what Jesus says. Verse 33. Ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? So Jesus says there is a hell. How can you escape the damnation of hell? So, uh, 
We don't want to fall into that. She says from 23? Mm -hmm. 33 in the Amplified, okay. Usurpants, this is verse 33 from the Amplified. Usurpants, you spawn of vipers, how can you escape the penalty to be suffered in hell? Whoa, those are some heavy words. I mean, they're coming from Jesus' lips, so you, you can't say, well, you know, there, there's a mistake here. Um, you know, can I step in here a minute? Okay, go ahead. Jesus knew he was going to have to go to hell for us. He knew he was going to spend three days in hell for us. And look at what he's saying about hell here to them. Thank God he went to hell so we, didn't, so we don't have to because we've received him. I mean, the penalty of it. It's, the, it's a holy, it's an eternity. Thank God he was, went there, paid the price so we wouldn't have to. It's, you know, when I think of when the man said to Paul, you almost persuaded me. That shows there was some conviction there in him. Some. And you know Paul, he didn't shut up. He just kept on. Amen. Okay, let's now turn to Second Peter. That's Second Peter chapter 2. And we'll be looking at verse 4. That's Second Peter 2, 4. For if God spared not the angels that sin, but cast them down to hell and delivered them unto chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spare not the old world, but save Noah, the eighth person, and a preacher of righteousness, uh, bringing flood upon the, upon the world of ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them with an overthrow, making them an example of those that uh, afterwards should live ungodly. Bad news. You don't want, we don't want to fall into that category. Again, the aim, hell was designed for Satan and the angels. It wasn't designed for man, but unfortunately, um, we had a choice. And uh, you can go, you know, we can make a choice to be with God, or we can go to have a choice to, to uh, play the devil's uh, game. And unfortunately, too many people are playing the game. And it's like playing Russian roulette with a revolver with all six chambers having a bullet in it. You're not going to, there's no hitting, hit, there's all hits, there's no misses there. Okay. Um, let's go to the uh, Old Testament in just a moment. Let's go to the book of Daniel. Take good notes for these are the notes you want when you're soul winning or, or sharing with Jesus was someone. Book of Daniel, chapter 12. Book of Daniel, chapter 12. Last chapter. Look at verse 2. Looking at verse 2. Daniel 2. 12, 2. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. 
there's that resurrection. There's a resurrection uh, unto God, and there's a resurrection of the dead. Again, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake and some to everlasting life. That's with Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. And some to shame and everlasting contempt. From the Amplified it says, And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to everlasting shame and everlasting contempt and abhorrence. Whoa, that's some heavy stuff. We don't want to fall in, the, in category two. Oh, boy. Let's go back to the book of John. Or not... Uh, to the book of John, chapter 3. That's the book of John, chapter 3. From verse 36, the last verse of uh, John 3. John, chapter 3, verse 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the son shall not see life, but wrath of God abideth in him. Wow. From the Amplified it says, And he who believes in, has faith in, clings to, relies on the son, has now possesses eternal life. You have eternal life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But whosoever disobeys is unbelieving towards, refuses to trust in, disregards is not subject to the Son, will never see, experience life, but instead the wrath of God abides on him. God's displeasure remains on him. His indignation hangs over him continually. So that means eternally. These are some heavy things. You know. You know, it's not something like, you know, a lot of people say, go to hell. and We're not recognizing the curse we're putting on these individuals. Thank you for all the amens out there. Uh, that was John. Okay. Returning to Matthew, the book of Matthew. And you want to find the 25th chapter of Matthew. 25th chapter. Oh, my gosh. Chapter 25 of Matthew. Okay, I'm ending on a good note. Look at verse 46. And these shall go away unto everlasting punishment, but the righteousness unto eternal life. From the Amplified, then they shall go away into eternal punishment, but those who are just and upright and in right standing with God into er eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. Some people, some, some. Oh. Churches, I'll put it this way. Some churches believe that Hell, if you go to hell, you only got a three-minute burn. Well, what's this say here? It's everlasting. It doesn't stop. So forget about the, the three-minute burn. Okay. It's going to last more than that. 
Since we're that, let's back up to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. Look at verse 12. Matthew 8, 12. But the children of the kingdom shall... But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out to, into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is, this is the unfaithful. I mean, gnashing of teeth, that shows you that there's tremendous pain. Isn't that what, something that uh, it was designed for us? Jesus taught a lot about hell. More than what you, we would... Really, I mean, he really taught a lot about hell. He, he's, he came to save everyone, every person that dies without him. It's so grievous because he paid the price for everyone. We have to let that burn in us. I mean, pastor says, I've never really taught on hell when he told me what he's going to teach on. But we need to realize that you know, I ask a lot of people, well, do they know the Lord when they'll give me a prayer request? Well, I think so. Thinking so, if someone truly knows the Lord, they're going to live for him. I'm just going to put it bluntly. That's what the Word of God says. And these... No straddling fences here. No, this is, this is it. We're getting it. We're getting really close. And we need to really... You know, pastor's going to share why he did this whole sermon. But anyway, Jesus talked much about it. You know, there's cults out there that they don't believe in hell and whatever. And they're lying to people. And hundreds of thousands of people are following. I'll just get JWs are one of them. Mormons are another. I mean, I, I studied with both of them. That's a good, you know, it's easy to believe that, you know. Okay, that's then I'll join you. You're not. You don't believe in hell. Or if it's only a three-minute hell, I can I can stand that. I've, that's I've the Seventh-day that Adventist. So you, may, you just name them off here. Okay, that's <laughs> Matthew chapter twenty-five. Verse forty-six. It says twenty-five forty-six. And these shall go, go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous unto eternal life. Wow, that, that is something else. Okay, let's go now to, uh, let's venture into the book of Luke for a moment. Luke, Luke 6. Oops, did I get... Oops. I blew this one. Somebody quickly find uh, the rich, rich ruler and Lazarus. Find that one and then we'll discuss it. I don't have the right number here. I'm sorry. See, you think you were so important, did you? Okay, well, I thought it was in Luke. I must have wrote it down wrong. Okay, let's go to 
Matthew chapter 8 then. Matthew chapter 8, verse 12, But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into utter darkness. We already looked at that one, I think. Yes, we did. Um, Luke 16. Thank you. Okay, Luke 16. This is, an, this is a, always an interesting one. In Luke 16. Uh, beginning in verse 19. This is about the rich man and Lazarus. Okay, let's go to verse uh, 22. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. Rich man now, verse 23. And he lifted his, and in hell he lifted up his eyes uh, in torment and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his, in his bosom. Well, here we see hell and Abraham's bosom which everybody was confined believers were confined in there until Jesus uh, came in and and set these captives free and they their spirits got it was, to go. It was called paradise. Yeah. Then when paradise. Jesus spoke to the man on the cross he said today I will see you in paradise. They would go to heaven and then if you if you recall on the uh Jesus' resurrection, if you read those, those areas, there were some that were in the graves, they came out, and they, they mingled around people. Those were <laughs> believers, and then they were taken out. And they were, if they were believers, and they were just spirits, could, could somebody see them, really? I mean, do you see a spirit? I mean, you'd have to have pretty good vision, but no, they were, they had their new bodies, just like Jesus had the new bodies. So glory to God, hallelujah. But what, what is interesting here, you see heaven and hell, and uh, technically there's no purgatory. Now, they say that person, main reason they say that a person goes to purgatory is that they uh, fulfill their sin obligation there, and then they get to go to heaven. But it doesn't say that here. It says you either go one place or the other because Jesus said they went there. He, if he, there was a purgatory, he said, well, so-and-so went there and he had to stay there for X amount of time and then he was taken up. No, it's not there. So, you know, um, we just got wrong places. Okay, Second uh, Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter, I've got to hurry, right on the nose. Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians chapter 1. Looking at verse 9. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the power of his glory? We see here that there's vengeance that those that are unbelievers are going to be in this position. And uh, just almost for our final one, let's go to the book of Revelation chapter 14. That's Revelation chapter 14. That's Revelation 14, 11. And the smoke of their torment ascended up for, forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night. 
who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receives the mark of his name. So there we see that forever and ever. This is not a, a three-minute burn. It, it's going to go on forever. There's, there's torment there. Okay. Um, now, she already mentioned that uh, the two ladies that were in that tragic accident, uh, 